edition of the Mindset Game Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. Before we get started with this week's show, first off, let me take this opportunity to welcome back the regular listeners, and if this is your first time listening to the show, I hope you enjoy this episode and decide to subscribe to the show. And on today's show, I've got something a little bit special. I've got Matt P- uh, Pike and Dennis Brozak. I hope I don't destroy your last name now. Wowski. <laughs> so, welcome onto the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Cheers, thanks for having us. So, before we delve into the show, guys, can you explain a bit of your backgrounds and how you came to produce this new product that you're looking to release? Imagine the start. Yeah, okay. So, basically, we're both digital marketing uh, people, so we both are in agencies, and... We kind of saw a struggle, so we, we kind of saw the, the recurring problem of staring at computer screens for a long time, and then as a result, um, not being able to sleep at night really. And um, I, I had that problem every night. And then when I mentioned it to Dennis, he was having a, a similar problem, and then he was having migraines and stuff too, which was even worse. So we did a bit of research into what causes it and stuff like that. Um, and then this is kind of how we came up with the product. Do you want to carry on from there? Yeah, and no, that was essentially it. Um, <clears throat> so Matt brought the sort of issue to, to my attention and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, no, this is definitely a problem that I can see myself happening and then a lot of other people probably as well, um, especially with you know the entrepreneur lifestyle where you get home and you probably still have to do something between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. and 2 a.m., um, which isn't always healthy, but you know with, with things like this these days, it's always easier. Um, but yeah, we, we took the idea... Um, we did some research on it. There was quite a lot of research about it um, on the online. So we sort of took that. We we saw how we could sort of um, convey that to the UK market, and um, we basically went from idea to execution in about three, four weeks' time, something like that. Um, so it was definitely rapid prototyping and sort of going for the, the rapid growth strategy um, because it was it was I think it was something we, we believed in. Um, a lot of the time, you get ideas that you sort of have in your head for about a year, and then you don't really do anything about them. But we were we literally were like this 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 works so let's let's just go for it and here we are. And obviously, I've seen Matt's uh, post about it on Facebook quite recently. And I'll ask you this question, Matt: How bad were the ones that you've seen on online? Because you were talking about the um, <laughs> the kind of fashionable idea of them. Yeah, so th- these are like kind of modern fl- fr- frames. So you can you can see Dennis in like his normal glasses, so looking pretty trendy. Um, but we, we kind of we kind of looked on the market and they were really ugly glasses. So it's like um, I don't know what you call them, maybe like laboratory glasses, mm, like, like pro- product design goggles, like you use in your right. Yeah, so it was like those like chemistry goggles, and who, who'd really want to wear them? Like th- these glasses, you can wear out. You can wear them, wear them in public. You can wear them at home. Uh, you can you can wear them at work. And I don't think too many eyes will be turned. Um, just don't just don't wear science glasses in public. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that might might float somebody's boat. That though. <laughs> yeah, we we're trying to go for the mass market. So <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, I, I know Matt's background within sport, but Dennis, do you have a background within that field as well? Um, definitely not as heavily as yourself and Matt. Um, I, I never played sort of professionally in any team or anything like that. I, I always, you know, since I was a kid, I always played football and things like that. Um, at uni, for the first two years, I was on the softball team, um, mainly just to keep active. Um, 
because it was easy enough. Um, I always try to do something here and there just to keep active. Um, um, right about four or five months ago, I started sort of trying to keep healthy at the gym. Um, so I'm always trying to do something, whether it's being on a team of some sort, um, not professionally in any way, um, or if it's just going to the gym to sort of stay fit. Uh, because especially with a job like ours where it's sitting in front of a screen, um, where the only running you're doing is from one meeting to another, um, it's quite difficult to try and get some exercise every now and then. So I think it's, with a professional like ours, it's quite important to sort of uh, get out there a little bit, whether it's playing professionally like yourself or Matt or whether it's just, you know, doing something to, to stay fit. Um, I, I always try just to do something just to, you know, just to stay fit a bit more than just sitting in front of a screen for 24 hours a day. And then if, Matt, if, we could, if, if we can make, like, life better by, like, a few percent with these glasses, then that's that's what we're out to do. And those, that, few, yeah. that few percent, um, like, can, can make a big difference. So we're, we're trying to cut down the gap on people missing out on sleep and um, yeah. having poor eye health care. Well, it's a poignant one now with this day and age with us being more and more in front of be it the computer, the television. Uh, well, it's probably, I would say I'd probably put it to the, the newer generation because they're always on some sort of device. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not just devices as well. Like, it's artificial light. So when you just sat in the living room as well at night when you've got lights on um, or even if you're reading in bed, that, that there's still blue lights coming in. So any artificial light, uh, tricks your brain into thinking that it's daytime so that's, that's why it's important to kind of block it out um, yeah so, it's yeah. also the fact that like when you say devices um, when you say sort of using devices you know a lot especially before bed people always think oh like you know scrolling Facebook endlessly or playing games or whatever but we live in a world where using devices literally keeps us connected so you might just literally be on the phone to your your loved ones or your, or your family members or whatever, but you need to use the mobile devices to do that. You don't necessarily want to use the mobile devices, but it's the easiest way um, to reach someone. And it's not necessarily that people are potentially addicted to, to phones or, or games or whatever. It's literally that we live in a world that you can't escape it. And things like this make it that little bit easier um, on obviously health aspects and things like that. And if we come up from the health aspect, how severe, because obviously both of you symptoms have been slightly different, how severe can it actually get and obviously have have an impact on your work life? So there's sort of, um, from what we've researched, there's two sides to it. There's long term and there's a short term. Um, in terms of short term, basically what, what blue light does is it suppresses melatonin from being produced, um, which is a hormone that helps you sleep. It basically tells your brain, right, it's night time, you need to get tired now, you need to shut off for eight hours. And then when it sees daytime in the morning, it, it helps you sort of revive and, and get, get get going with the day. Get going with the day. Um, but so the, the the main point is is for people to you know be able to to sustain that natural process without having to lose their gadget um, or well gadget the necessity um, let's call it these days. Um, so in terms of um, in terms of short term, it it lets you be more proactive the next day. It doesn't make, you know, you endless times you've probably had that yourself. Um, wake up tired in the morning, you haven't had enough sleep. Um, some of it may have been caused by the blue light you weren't aware of. Um, so in, in the short term, it is, you know, making sure you go to be, you go to bed at the time you need to go to bed, um, whether it's you're busy or whatever, but you don't sort of suppress those natural hormones. Um, and then as a, as a, you know, off the back of that, you wake up the next morning, revitalized and ready for the next day in the long term um and there's still research going on about this 
um, in the long term, it can actually um, cause sort of damage to the retina and things like that in some cases. Um, but then again, the research isn't as much as extensive as the short term on that. Um, but it is it is uh, something that you know they're looking into and, and why it happens and how severe it can be and how many people it affects. But there can definitely be long term sort of health risks uh, with things like that. And obviously, well, you can't like you're saying you can't get away from the fact that it's a necessity. Um, television probably a little bit less so, but obviously people are gonna <laughs> use it as a tool. And I'm not, I'm not generalizing because I do it as well. You're gonna use it as a, t- a tool to wind down and relax. Uh, obviously, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, probably a little bit more so because it get it gives you that disconnect from the computer. But in terms of going forward, obviously you want to bring out to the mass market. But obviously, are you looking at you, you using the UK as probably the baseline, and then going from there? Yeah, definitely. Like that's that's where we're going to start. Um, we want to be kind of the the go to brand in the UK for um, specifically blue light blocking glasses. Um, and I think that. Um, in a few years' time, I think we can definitely be looking international as well because we're starting to build a brand, and um, I really think we can make a difference. But not only for business, but also social. And um, at the moment, we're donating a pound of each sale to charity in the UK called Losing My Sight, um, and we're looking to grow that in the future as well. So again, we want to do something good for the business, but also for the social side too. Um, so I, I, that's another thing we want to grow. Yeah, I'm glad Matt mentioned that point because. Um that's something big that we want to push to our audience as well. Um, we're not, you know, just about, again, going back to the short term, long term. Yes, in the short term, they will help, you know, be more productive the next day and whatnot. Um, but in the long term, taking into my, uh, taking into sort of account uh, the, the long term effects they can have, um, we want to minimize that as much as possible. And it just so happened that I was a part of a um, sight loss charity yeah, down here in Portsmouth. It started about a year and a half ago. Um, we've received some funding since then. We've been able to actually help some people that are suffering with sight loss and blindness and things like that. Um, so we thought, why not bring them on board, seeing as they're quite related to sort of, you know, the, the two are quite related, um, and actually help some people in the community at the same time. So, yeah, we decided that from every unit we sell, we donate £1 to the charity. Um, so we, we hope that will help them fund uh, things like activities and, and counselling for people with sight loss and that had some sort of damage to their eyes. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big that's another big point we're sort of touching on with 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 the whole Pike and Co brand. Uh, we, we kind of we kind of want to become like a bit of a knowledge base as well. So at the moment we've got an ebook out and we want to continue to put our good content about sleeping because there's there's kind of like I, I think that there's not really a, an education on sleep as much because um, like there's a lot about nutrition and, and fitness, but sleep's kind of not, a, a little bit neglected and sleep's essential for everything. Like you'll know through like. Um, it's it's important for like muscle uh, repair, isn't it? So that's 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 I've looked through a lot of like strength and nutrition guides, and I've not seen a lot of things about sleep and how important it is. So again, we want to become like a, a good knowledge base for, for sleep. Well, I think you bring up a good point, man, because I think it's an afterthought. It's like, oh, we do it anyway, so I yeah. need to learn yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. So it should be emphasised more. And again, if we can add. If you can add one thing to your sleep routine, it may make that difference. We're positive it will. <laughs> and in terms of, you were talking about this, Dennis, um, sleeping 
at the same time. But obviously, you guys as entrepreneurs, isn't that not difficult? Because you might have a deadline that you 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 are being set to, and obviously that's going to um, determine your sleeping patterns a little bit more. Yeah, precisely, and you know that's something that you know a lot of entrepreneurs, myself and my included, that you know we unfortunately give up sleep sometimes to get that few two, three, four hours. Um, as much as it shouldn't happen, we know, we know we're not going to change that. People are always going to do it, um, even though it says in, in our ebook that you know you have to go to sleep at the same times. You know, people are never going to you know follow that if they have things to tend to. Um, but at least things like the sleep wells can help them. You know, if they have to go to bed two or three hours early, they don't have to completely sacrifice the next day or the first few hours of the next morning. They can actually you know get some help via this product to yeah. you know help them help them revitalize the next morning properly. It helps you kind of go into a deeper sleeper quickly as well, um, because when you when you're in front of a screen, it takes your brain a, a, a lot longer to shut down. So when the blue light's being blocked, it helps you go into a deeper sleeper quicker. And Matt, obviously you're wearing the glasses now. Is yeah. there scope in the future to have different designs, or you, have you not really thought about that? Yeah, of course. So there's there's going to be in, in the future. There's going to be like uh, we've we've looked at loads of different colors and shapes and sizes, um, but we we thought this would be like the most popular to start. And then uh, we've also looked at like clip-ons as well. So they they go over regular glasses, so they, they can be used to yeah. Um. So so yeah. Um. There's there's loads of possibilities. We we just want to kind of uh, fine tune this product first before we look at any, anything else. And then, and then, if we look at it from this way, you know, Oakley's glasses that you can clip in and out. Are you looking to do something along those lines, possibly? But then that is a sports sunglass, really. What, what do you mean? Sorry. You know the ones you can you can check, replace the lens, so they're a little bit. They're I think it's just the top. It'd be just the frame, and there's nothing surrounding the bottom. So you can put in either a sunglasses uh, lens yeah. or, a, or a reading lens or anything. Yeah, yeah, that 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 should that should be doable. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think potentially down the line we look into sort of more. Um, I don't want to say gadgety, but more. Uh, this is this is this is a simple product, you know, to to test, you know, the water, see how people react to it. Um, but we're definitely looking into things like Matt mentioned, the clip-ons for people that wear normal glasses, um, and we were looking into sort of the goggle styles as well, but potentially less, um, you know, bee looking than the ones we found originally. Um, but yeah, there's definitely plenty of different styles to su- to suit different people. Um, but you know, there's definitely a lot of things we can do with that to sort of match other people's, you know, um, styles. Cause you know, there'll be someone out there who wants the other ones and we will just have to tend to that at some point in the future. That's a difficult one really. Cause you can't, you, you can't suit everybody's taste initially. Of course, yeah, exactly. This is why you know we're coming out with the you know the the minimum viable product, um, the the you know the standard, the original, um, and then we'll see how people react to what people would like, um, and we'll see how we can you know tend to that to help people. And kind of from the scientific side of things, now, is there a strength to the actual glasses? Because you know, obviously, like sunglasses have got different parameters related to UV. Is that the same case with blue light? Yeah, so with these ones, uh, they tend to be between 40 and 60%, uh, which is roughly the same as the sort of night shift apps you get on your phone, or your, or your I'm not sure if the tablets have them, but you can get like Flux on your laptop, for example. Um, so they're roughly the same strength as that, um, but obviously, you know, 
you have it on your eyes, not on a single gadget. So you can obviously, you know, put that medium into, you know, everything you look at, whether it be an LED or a TV screen. Um, but yeah, they tend to block out between 40 and 60%. And then if I go a bit further with the question, Dennis, is there scope to have something, and I don't know if it's in the research or it's actually, actually in production now, is there scope to have it something that's stronger than that? And um, But then if I kind of go further with the question, if you had more of a protection, would it make any difference at all? So there are, when we were speaking with our suppliers and people like that, there are much lighter ones um, and there are much stronger ones. Um, but the ones that are most recommended by research are the ones bang on in the middle. Um, even though you want to block out the blue light, you don't want all of it gone. Um, because then you can start getting into negative effects and things like that. So as you, don't want, you don't want to kind of like compromise on what you want to see, basically. So you want to still be able to see the TV, uh, whatever, but you, you don't want to like completely get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. So from the research that we found, from research that we've we've, we've done, um, we know that the forty to sixty percent range is the middle one because we have seen suppliers um, with with less than that. And even by just sheer looking at them, you can see that the lenses aren't strong enough to. You know, you can see the lenses are fifty percent of what Matt is wearing right now. Um, it's like looking through, it's like looking through like cling film or something like that, okay. or like coloured colored cling film, and you can you can just tell it's not blocking enough light out. Basically, it's like yeah, literally like cling film. And then the other extreme would be like blacked out sunglasses. Would be an example. Pretty pretty much, yeah. You, you, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> I, I think those are more on the end of sort of like prescription, you know. If someone actually has some sort of a special um, disorder or of some sort that they need sort of a higher tint of blue, higher tint of yellow, or whatever. And then, obviously, if we go a little bit further from this, what is your take on? Obviously, we've said why there's an importance to sleep, and I've spoke to somebody or within the sleep profession. I can't remember what episode it was within the podcast. And he was saying the eight hour continuously is a myth. But obviously from your guys' take as entrepreneurs, how difficult would be it be to implement um, having like power naps and things like that? Would that be nigh and impossible? Um, in the book that we wrote, we kind of like didn't advise it because of like the, the sleep cycle. But what our emphasis is is just like when you can get to sleep you've got to have like the best sleep possible so i, I think some sort of consistency to your sleeping pattern that's good like if, if you can work on like six hours every night then that's fine um but like it, it just depends on you really and it's it's just important to, to stick to the same thing each each day um, and then when you're in that sleep state you've got to be in the best sleep you can so in the, in the deepest sleep possible yeah, so uh, same as Matt mentioned, um, in the ebook we, we wrote, uh, one of the points was about power naps. And we had, actually in the ebook, we have a section from a health and well-being expert, um, and she suggests that power naps aren't, you know, aren't always the best. Um, there's always going to be divided opinions online, but she suggests that the power naps aren't always the, the best the best go-to um, when you're feeling tired because you wake up and you end up feeling more tired. Um, but I definitely think it's a matter of, up to up to yourself so i know personally that i can i can comfortably get away with six um as long as i'm comfortable i haven't been irritated before bed or, or i know i have to wake up early in the morning or whatever um some people need eight some people can do it comfortably on four 
Um, but I think it depends entirely on how you feel and how you know how your body operates. I'm sure things like diet come into it as well. So if you have a stronger diet, you you could probably use less or whatever. Um, so it, I think it depends entirely on people. And I, I I do believe what you said with your with with your previous guests that you know eight hours is a myth because I do think it depends entirely on the person and how you live your life basically. I think Dennis, in terms of diet, I think well. I'm probably contrary to, to most things. Uh, I might have a good diet, but I like to have loads of sleep. But I think everybody, like, if they can get it, you like to have a lie-in when possible. And I think it's probably Absolutely, yeah. you too as well. So Absolutely. I think that's conducive. For me, I'd probably be the similar. I'm probably, I can operate on six. But if I can get more than that, I'd be more, I'm more than well, uh, I'm more than grateful to get it. Absolutely. And then if we kind of go on to the, the next point, and um, you bringing out the glasses, do you think it will replace the apps in the future? I think in the future, when, when, when you look at it, I think that like it, it can complement them, but it, it could also potentially wipe them out, because when, when like the lenses is closer to your eye, I think that it has like a stronger effect. Um, and like... When, when it's when you can't get away from the light, there's nothing you can do. Like you're not going to change the light bulbs or anything. So, um, I, again, I think we could potentially like get rid of the the apps and stuff like that, um, just purely because like um, you can't get rid of it. So like, why bother just putting it? Like, why bother going through the effort of you know like turning the setting on and then remembering to put it on or anything? Um, so yeah, I just think it's a lot more easy to just grab a pair of glasses and put it on and then block out all light instead of just one form of light. And yeah, I think I think I really like the saying. Um, I use it a lot, saying just there's an app for that um, because it's quite a 2017 thing. And I think f- things like Flux and um, Nightshift are a byproduct of that because it's it's a case of they tried and it works, um, but only works on that one little screen. If I'm sitting there, you know, looking at my phone, looking at my laptop with Nightshift on. Um, all is great, and I'm going to bed in two hours, and I'm you know I'm taking care of my eyes. I shut it down, go to the kitchen, turn on the light for ten minutes to get a cup of water. I'm instantly you know that what the effect that I've just gained from using night shift is just decreasing down because I'm spending more and more time with a different light. Um, even though subconsciously I feel good because for the past two hours I've I've had night shift on my phone and on my laptop. Uh, so that's what people don't think about as well. Um, the sort of walking into a room where where some light is on or an LED is releasing uh, blue light, artificial light, or you look, you, you know, you take one glance at a TV. Um, so things like that also have to be taken into account. Um, but but yeah, like Matt said, it's always going to be easier to have it literally filtered on you um, as opposed to further away. And if I ask this question to both of you now, um, recently I've seen that YouTube has brought out, I think, something similar to that, because they had a changing setting where you could have, instead of the screen being white, they've now put it to black. Is that something similar to what you're talking about, Dennis? Um, I, I, I know Twitter, I don't spend that much time on YouTube, but I know Twitter has that as well. It has a sort of night mode. Uh, I'm not sure how that actually affects... I think that's more, of a, I think that's more, of, a, that's more of a design thing, I think. Um... Uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's to do with blue light. I think it's just trying to darken your screen at night so that it, it doesn't. It, it's, there's still blue light coming off it, but it feels like easier on your eyes. Basically. Yeah, I think that's more of a user UI, user interface, user experience sort of deal rather than actual health aspect. Um, because I, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I do marketing, user design, and web design things like that as well. So I know 
know, a few bits and bobs about like colour matching and things like that. So it, at night, it's always easy to look at a dark background with you know white text um, and the opposite in the day. So I think it's just a user experience feature to help people you know not stare at a bright screen but stare at a dark one. But whether it actually blocks out blue light, I don't think it does. Because like again, it's, it's coming from an iPhone, so there's obviously light coming from that. So again, it is probably a design feature. I would say it's probably worse because it would it's it probably overemphasize the light because it's coming from a darker screen. So you'd think being in a dark room, it would make it. I'm not going to say twofold because it's technically it might be incorrect, but it can be perceived as brighter because you're. That the actual screen itself is the same color as your environment. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I, could, I would say that's a flaw then, really. So, but then for Definitely. me, but for me, sorry to cut you up, Matt. I, I, I don't like it because it's work for me. It's how I perceive the the actual stuff that I'm looking at. It's harder to see. But then that just might be me, me with the. Uh, being old school and liking the white setting. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think that's something to do with you getting used to the app. So the the way that sort of apps and websites are designed is to immerse you and to like, I can show you YouTube's layout without any logos on it and you'll be able to tell it's YouTube. I can show you Twitter's layout and you'll be able to tell it's YouTube. I think it's just the fact that people are, um, the, it, the amount of cognitive load it takes you as a Twitter user or a YouTube user to look at it and go, that's YouTube is less once you've gotten used to it so once you change the design of it that's why you feel more more uncomfortable because you feel like you're using a completely new app uh, even though everything's in the same place probably you feel uncomfortable because it looks different and you're not used to it um and it's, it's the same deal as you know a brand comes out with a new logo and you think what is this and you know it takes five to seven impressions for a brand to remember uh, for a person to remember a brand logo and i think it's along that same line um it's the same thing but in a different you know in a different label and that that's why you're sort of feeling uncomfortable with it and my last question for you both, if you had to summarize this episode into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Uh, <laughs> we always get caught out by, uh, by final questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would, I would say self-awareness, know yourself. Um, if, you, if you know you have a potential sort of sleeping problem, you'd have to sort of evaluate why um and if you can't cut out those gadgets and things like that do um but i know 99 percent of people won't be able to because they enjoy the leisure um because le- you know as you know as important as to you know we we're, we're in a we're in an industry where it it takes a lot of time to, to you know to to do something that we want to do for example working to 2 a.m when we have to but it take leisure to keep your mind sane sometimes and often people forget um that leisure can actually harm them as well um but if they can use a product to help them and not have to give up leisure and things like that then i'd, I'd urge them to take a look at you know what we're offering um, i mean, I mean if, if you could make it your life better by like one or two percent by by using these glasses would you it's a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer no so there's there's no use for any drugs like that you know you can buy melatonin tablets you know, a, a, a few pairs, a few, um, maybe like a, a two or three months worth of them is equivalent to a pair of glasses. So, again, if you um, if you buy this, it's like a long-term investment. It'll last, they'll last forever and um, there's no need for any supplements or anything. 
Um, and I was just going to also mention that um, for anyone who listens to this podcast, we've got a 10% discount. All you need to do is type in James Tennant at the checkout and you get 10% off. So, once again, Dennis and Matt, thanks for coming on the Mindset Game podcast. Thanks very much for having us. us. That's been my pleasure. And before I forget, I would really appreciate it if you would be so kind as to leave a short review as it helps to get the podcast more notoriety and it would be more visible in future to others and thus helping more people, which my guests and I are all about. Once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast. Oh, my God.